Greetings and welcome to another episode of Get Right for Sunday. We're going to look at the Gospel reading for September 27th, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. It is St. Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. I am Pastor Wright. And I'm Vicar Leeper. And the subtitle for this is The Authority of Jesus Challenged. And to briefly give a, a glimpse, the Sanhedrin are coming, coming to Jesus and simply saying, by what authority are you doing all the things that you are doing? Which I think is an amazing question because obviously they've witnessed miracles or and or they've heard the things that Jesus has claimed he will do or will do or has done. And so I, I think it's a fair question. I really yeah. do. By what authority do you make these claims? Well, and before we go there, uh, I guess my first question for you then is, uh, who are the Sanhedrin? The Sanhedrin are the ruling class, the religious ruling class. They're made up of Pharisees, scribes, and um, and then, of course, the Sanhedrin. And they are the creme de la creme of the authority on religion. They're supposed to be the smart guys. Gotcha. And so they're supposed to know everything. And now they're asking Jesus. But they're also the guys that are have the power. So are they kind of like the board of directors of the Jewish faith to throw a modern American metaphor on top of them? I like that. Because, um, yes, they, they would have meetings. They would have discussions. There would be votes and so on and so forth. So I think that's very apt. Okay, good. But, again, I, I think uh, it's a fair question. By what authority are you doing and saying all these things. And, and we need to back up just a little bit and, and make a broad statement. Jesus shows up and really challenges the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, uh, the understanding of what Scripture, the law, has taught for hundreds of years at this time. Mm -hmm. So he does seem like a young upstart trying to, to stir the pot. So these religious authorities, these religious leaders are having their authority kind of questioned by Jesus. So it sounds like they take that and they flip it back on him and ask him where his authority comes from. And he's been doing things that require authority. Several times he's taught and people have remarked, you can't say that unless you have authority. Jesus speaks like one who has authority. He does things that require authority, like driving out demons, doing miracles. This is during Holy Week. He's just come into Jerusalem, uh, kind of at the the height of his ministry here, where people are, are celebrating him entering into Jerusalem for the Passover. So this is a crucial moment. Well, yeah, and just uh, playing off the, the authority, uh, many times the listener or the, the ones that are hearing, they, they marvel because the authority in which he speaks. And again, that's not something they're used to. Uh, again, it would be like the pastor making uh, outrageous claims because of his authority. Uh, we, we don't do that. But Jesus does. But he does have the authority. But we know this because we know the whole story. The Sanhedrin are questioning this, and I think you're you're right. They flat out see this as an attack to their power. Mm -hmm. So how does Jesus answer this question? How does he deal with this huge question of his authority by the ruling religious authorities of his time? 
I, he frustrates them, and I get it uh, on the Sanhedrin side. They ask a straightforward question, mm-hmm. and Jesus doesn't answer it. He does this a lot throughout his whole ministry, but he answers by this. He asks them another question. I will also ask you one question, and if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, and we're talking about St. John the Baptist, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? So he answers the question by asking a question, which just has to frustrate them because they're looking for an answer so they can trap him, right. so they can show him how, show everybody else how bad he is and how he's not really a good religious leader. Well, and think about it. If he says, my authority comes from God, well, then they've got him. They can charge him. They can charge him with blasphemy because he's going around without the authority of the Sanhedrin, without the authority of the temple, going around and saying these things. But if he says, my authority is from man or myself, then they got you because then how can you claim these things? So one, Jesus is dodging a trap, but I also don't think his answer with a question is a, is avoiding the question they're answer they're asking him. No, you're absolutely right. And I, again, Jesus being God is able to do these things because if the Sanhedrin answer his question that answer is also the answer to their question. Right. And so this is where it gets really interesting. So if the Sanhedrin say, well, the baptism of John comes from God, comes from heaven. Yes. Well, they just answered, where does the authority that Jesus is operating with? Because what did John the Baptist do but point to Christ? Behold the Lamb of God. Except John the Baptist was an ironically even more universally acclaimed and accepted preacher and he's now at this point a martyr uh having been killed uh under herod's orders um so going against john the baptist is a very dangerous political move for them because the the jewish people are on john the baptist's side while the religious leaders didn't like him the Mm -hmm. common man definitely did he was a man of the people yeah Well, so if the Sanhedrin are willing to admit and understand that the authority of Jesus comes from God because he is God, and John the Baptist did everything because of God, well, they just strip themselves of their power Mm -hmm. and even the the, the power of ruling in the temple, uh, in the, the society. And so I love they, they, they discuss this. So they have a little uh, huddle and they realize, well, if we say from God, well, we're giving him credit for what he's saying. Right. Then they'll say, why did you not believe him then? Right. But if it's from man, then we're going to say that, um, are you afraid of the crowd? And you're, you're... The, the, the people are on John the Baptist's side. It's too dangerous to yes. claim uh, that his authority was from man. So they, they, I love their answer. I don't know. They play dumb. And so they simply say, we do not know. This is an outright lie. Right. And I'm not going to say that I know the Sanhedrin, that I know what's in their hearts. They know. And they are absolutely lying. And this has really big and deep implications. Because when they lie, I don't know. 
They're lying to themselves. Mm. They're not willing to admit you are God or you're acting on God's part or even saying God's acting through you. They are saying, I don't know, because they're not willing to have themselves trapped as they're trying to trap Jesus. Well, to answer this question means that they have to do something about it either way. And so, again, they would be admitting what they say that they're not willing to do. And again, this all goes back to uh, a lie to themselves, for themselves, to protect their, uh, not only their power, but their understanding, their way, um, their way of life, so on and so forth. Basically, they're trying to stay in their comfort zone. Right. And they're willing to fight to do this. Even denying Jesus, denying his work, denying his promises. Well, and denying what they know and think to be true as well. Because like you said, they're lying to themselves. Well, Jesus then responds, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Which is a, which is a fair enough answer. Because the answer to the question they asked, which was, where does your authority come from? Was answered in the question Jesus asked. Where did the authority of John the Baptist come from? The answer to both of those questions is the same. Uh, Their authority came from God. By the Sanhedrin refusing to answer Jesus' question, they refused the answer to their own question. Absolutely. And again, it's for their protection, self-preservation, however you want to phrase it. But Jesus doesn't let them get off the hook easy. This is not the end. Uh, Jesus tells a parable. And he does this to prove his point. And the parable is of two sons. And it is simply a man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard. And he answered, No. But then later he does it. And then he goes to his second son and says, Son, go work in the vineyard. And this son says, Yes, father, I will do it. And then doesn't do it. Then he turns to the the Sanhedrin and asks, um, Which of the two did the will of his father? And the Sanhedrin uh, answer quickly. And I love this. They, They got the answer. The first. And Jesus says to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, the scum of society, go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believe him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe in him. And what's interesting about this is when this doesn't immediately apply to the individual Sanhedrin, they're able to answer the question. It was an objective question. Who did the work that the father was asking. Well, the first one, he eventually did it, but yeah. he did do it. Jesus applies it to all of humanity, all of mankind. I have come to save and rescue those who repent, who have a change of mind and heart and so on. You haven't changed your mind, Sanhedrin. You didn't change your heart. You saw the work of God in John the Baptist. You saw tax collectors, prostitutes, changed their minds and hearts and you still hardened your heart and still did not believe 
You're the second son. Look how great I am. I'm the Sanhedrin. I know all the answers. I follow God's law perfectly. I don't have to worry about things. When as religious leaders, they were the ones who said, absolutely, we will do the will of the Father. But when, you know, push came to shove, they didn't. And I think Jesus's point here is, when I put it to you like this, you absolutely know the right answer. They absolutely know what they are supposed to do. They absolutely know uh, the answer to the question they asked and the question Jesus asked them back. But they just won't answer it because they're being cowardly. Oh, absolutely. And uh, to put this in perspective, I I would like to look at myself on this one. I have often listened and read sermons, and I hear God's law. Mm -hmm. And And I hear that this is not good. Actions that are being condemned are not good. And then I immediately think of people who really need to hear this. Right, like the list runs through your head and you're like, oh, if only this person was here today. This was the perfect sermon for them. Exactly. (laughs) And I I think it's fascinating and funny how quickly I remove myself from hearing the law, Mm. which then puts me in the perspective of judgment and puts me above the law. And this is a first commandment issue. Who's in control? God has delivered himself unto me. And I say, no, thank you. I'm okay. I got this. That's what the Sanhedrin are saying. We understand the law and we fulfill it. In fact, we fulfill it so good, we're going to question you, Jesus. Who do you think you are coming up and telling us things about the scripture temple, uh, sacrifice, and God's will? We do the same thing. We are guilty of the, the, the same issues that the Sanhedrin. We ask God often, by what authority are you messing with my life? I got this plan, and if you just do what I want you to do, things will work out great. But how narrow are, is our view? How little do we think when it comes to our life, especially compared to God's plans? He has given you all of himself in Jesus. And how quickly are we willing to lie to ourselves to protect our pet sin mm-hmm. or even to just not deal with God's judgment? Right. And as believers, the judgment we receive is the judgment of his grace and mercy, which is also why we should fear him, all in, in the good and respectful ways. So it sounds like what you're saying is we have a tendency to do this same thing, where when we hear things like, uh, a lost statement like don't gossip about your co-workers we say to ourselves ah, i'm not really gossiping because i'm telling the truth yeah i'm you know just informing other people about problems that these other people have what is that mental gymnastics yes well and that actually is the definition of gossip gossip is sharing true things <laughs> if it was false it would be slander uh but we'll we'll lie to ourselves because we don't want to have to deal with the consequences of answering the question Uh, we would rather say well i don't know if that's wrong than answer honestly with ourselves or even to go to authority of of god things here we'll say things like well i'm sure god just wants me to do what's right for me which is a lie it's not true 
God wants us to do what is right by his standards, yeah. not the other way around. And and I'm guilty of this just as much as anyone else, where I'll question the authority of of Jesus to protect my own comfort and convenience. We do this, and, and when we do, we need to hear the words of Jesus here and return to God and change our minds and hearts and believe in him like those who heard John the Baptist turn their hearts and minds towards Christ. Absolutely. That's the def definition of repentance, turning away from our sins, changing our hearts and minds. But this is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not like we pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and face towards God and earn his approval. This is, again, the work. And we need to hear law. We need to be crushed so that he lifts us up so that he builds us up in his love. You can hear those very words, the promise of forgiveness, the promise of life in Christ Jesus here at Holy Cross. We meet on Saturdays at 6 o'clock and Sunday at 8 and 9.45. Our 8 o'clock service is live streamed. If you have any questions or thoughts, please don't hesitate to email us. And we would be happy to discuss anything you guys have on mind. It is our hope and prayer that this is a benefit to you. And if it is a benefit, please share it and let others know of our podcast and the work that is taking place. God's peace and blessings.